Welcome to the latest episode of Cool Culture Corner. We discuss how we can better involve our teams, better productivity, better profits, and growth. I'm your host for Cool Culture Corner, Ken Bader, and I have an awesome guest today, and awesome with a capital A. His name is Daniel Gomez. I uh, had the pleasure of meeting him at the New Media Summit a couple years ago, and he's been doing some awesome things. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about him. He is an award-winning motivational keynote speaker. I know that for sure. He's a corporate trainer and confidence architect that strengthens the health of organizations by developing its people. Uh, he has an awesome book named You Were Born to Fly, and recently, earlier this year, launched an awesome podcast, Daniel Gomez Inspires, and we're hoping to get inspired by Daniel Gomez. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken, man. Thank you for having me. You just I love you, man. I met you at the New Media <laughs> Summit almost two years ago. And oh, it's two just, years uh, already. Like yeah. yeah. So actually, September will be two years. So it's, it's just so much has changed between yeah. then and now. And I'm just excited to add value and to, add, to give your um, audience some great content and really just interject. I, I, I love to inspire, right? I, I'm a motivational speaker. And the reason I use that title, motivational keynote speaker, is because that's what comes up on SEO. But if you were to ask me in my heart, my true sincere is I'm, I'm an inspirational keynote speaker. And the reason I don't use inspiration because for SEO – motivational comes out like a thousand to one <laughs> yeah. because, yeah, I, because people don't realize that the word motivational, it has a word in there that I don't like motives. Yeah. Which what's your motive, right? What's your motive? It's, it's the same, the same meeting meaning, but inspiration touches your soul. So I'm here to touch your audience's yeah. soul and really get them fired up, man. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it's been two years. We we had the pleasure of meeting each other in Austin uh, at that New Media Summit, which isn't too far away from your backyard in San Antonio. Yeah, can you believe it's two years though? I was I was talking uh, to a mutual friend of ours, Sean, the other day, and it's just like, dude, Sean, Sean, it's who? Been two yeah. years since we were in Austin. I saw some. <laughs> Hi on your podcast, I think first episode, Sean Douglas. Who the heck is that? Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Sean Douglas, has, <laughs> I love Sean. He's, a, he's amazing. Actually, he used to live in San Antonio here because he's still in the military. Yeah, yeah. And he's he in just the Air told Force. me. Yeah, well, he just told me because his wife was headstrong on moving to, to Utah, I think, and they went out there house shopping. <laughs> and Sean's like, we can buy a house for half the price in San Antonio. We're going to go to San Antonio. So he'll be. <laughs> He'll be back in San Antonio in a year and a half, so I'm excited to have him back over here, man. It's it's always good to have a local, just speaker that you connect yeah. with and you love. And and Sean's great people, man. So it, it's and especially in these days, you really need to collaborate more and really just yeah. have people that yeah. you really help and help you. And like yourself, I want to say thank you first of all for having me on your amazing show oh, today. My pleasure. It means a lot to me, so my I just want to say thank you. No, my pleasure. And yeah, obviously, I'm joking about Sean. Uh, big shout out to Sean Douglas in uh, Life Transformation Radio. I uh, was able to be a guest on that show at least two or three years ago. Um, and I talked to Sean on a fairly regular basis. Great guy, great speaker. Uh, much like you, another great guy, great speaker. But let's talk about culture. Um, since this is Cool Culture Corner, um, you started off in the car business. I know you work for enterprise car sales and uh, also uh, a couple of Chevy dealerships in the local area, from what I remember. You know, what did you learn about culture working in those environments? 
Man, culture is everything. Yeah. I started in the car business right right at 9-11. Yes, right before August of 2011 is when I started. I was rocking and rolling, selling cars, was kicking everybody's butt because I just was loving it, right? It was something different, something new. I was like a kid in a candy store. And then, boom, 9-11 came yeah. and crickets, crickets, the month of September after September 11th. And I was like, man, what a mistake that I do get into the car business. Well, then all of a sudden, Chevrolet created, created a culture, talking about culture, that, that their ad was, I never forget it, Keep America Rolling. It had a big 18-wheeler. And that's what culture is about, man. You got to keep your business rolling. You got to keep America rolling, like, like General Motors did at that time. And I worked my way up to sales manager, general sales manager. I ran the dealership there. I, I'm here in San Antonio at Vara Chevrolet for many years, and I loved it, man. And even though I only answered to the owner, it's all about culture because when I be, – I would never forget as I was starting in sales, it was, it was kind of old school when I, when I came into the car business. You still – people still use kind of profanity. They threw yeah. stuff at you. It's, it's kind of <laughs> like the old dog, right, that, 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 that car dog lingo they used. And, well, then Chevrolet came out with S, um, CSI, which is for Customer Satisfaction um, Index, a survey that they give mm -hmm. out, and that – affected the salesman's pay plan, the managers and the dealerships um, yeah. percentages. So that changed, that started changing the culture. By the time that I became that, that leader, that the main guy there at the Chevy dealership, it's all about culture. We would have music, we would have fun. And in reality, Ken, it all starts on leadership. If the leader stinks, if the leader is, how can I say it? If the leader is egotistic, his employees ain't gonna be the best they can be. Yeah. But one thing that I believed in, I, I this is my saying when I ran that Chevrolet dealership, because we're talking about culture right now, and this is what I, I is I would tell my staff, I don't care how many mistakes we make. We can make a thousand mistakes. We can make 10,000 mistakes. I don't care. And I meant that. Yeah. But don't make the same damn mistake over yeah. and over. The second time you make a mistake, we're going to have a powwow. I'll show you grace once, but the second time we're going to talk about it and you might have to pay some of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I, it takes me back to a couple things. I started my uh, career in the finance industry, and I was a stockbroker for a while. And the culture then in the late 80s, early 90s was if you didn't use, you know, a word that started with F, every other word, you know, they thought something was wrong with you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but also fortunately, you know, I learned later on, you know, in the banking industry and credit unions that, you know, I had the opportunity to work for some great mentors that, you know, I made some mistakes, you know, one in particular that I can remember, you know, where, you know, we did something for the customer, you know, for the right reasons um, to take care of that customer, but it turned out to be against policy. We didn't know that at the time. And the manager says, look, you know, I, I know what your thought process was behind it. So you're not getting written up or anything. I appreciate that you were looking out for the customer, but just don't do it again. Otherwise, we'll have a different conversation. Kind of like you just said. <laughs> yeah. What, and, and, and the thing is this, is that culture is everything. Culture, if they, I want you to think about this. Mm -hmm. Productivity right now is up in America, in corporate America. But you know what the funny part about it is? None of the employees are in the freaking offices. Yeah. <laughs> They're at home. Yeah. <laughs> they're being more they're being more productive working from home. Though and, and the reason is because they don't have that helicopter boss, that helicopter yeah. supervisor that 
this is and th and this is one of the main problems within within what what causes our culture to be um, bad, negative, right? Negative vibes is that you people lead from a, it's called leadership title, right? Title leadership, and that's the lowest form of leadership is title leadership. Yes, because it's about that that person that got that position. It's all about the title, and they don't care about anything else. So I call it title leadership, and that's the lowest form. And that the the, the sad part about it is. Over 50% of leaders are stuck in that level of leadership, Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome point, my friend. Yeah, I call it, and when I coach, I say, don't use the power of position. Um, if you have to do that, say, hey, you know, do this because I'm the boss. You know, because, hey, who's the manager here? Now you've already given away your power. <laughs> because, you know, everybody else is yeah. sitting around going, you know, I, I, really, are you going there? You know, we all know who the manager is. But, you know, I look back, you know, I use examples of Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi. Yeah, they didn't have any power of position. They didn't have a title, but they had millions of people following them because they wanted to, because they knew that this individual was a leader. You know, use that in your business. You don't use power of position. Get people involved. Get people to want to follow you. It's going to be so much easier for them and you in the long run. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. And, and what comes to mind is this, is I, I always associate culture with, with two words, right? Atmosphere and aviance. What mm. aviance are you creating? What culture are you creating? What atmosphere you're creating? All those three are tied together in my, in my eyes, because this is it. You have to have fun. If you're not creating a culture of fun, an atmosphere of fun, and an aviance of like, just playing music, we would play music yeah. at the dealership. And we would dance and have fun. There was, and people were loosened up. And customers walk in there dancing and just having fun. And then the best thing about it is, check this out. We had a big old gong in our showroom <laughs> floor. So when a customer would, 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 would buy a, a car from us or a truck from us, boom, they would hit that gong. And you could hear that gong all the way to the service department. Yeah. And it was just, it was amazing. They would, because we created that winning culture. And then we would announce the customer's name. And we would say it over the intercom and we would have everybody get involved and they would be like, man, is that going to be me when I buy my car? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a culture that everybody wants to be around a culture. Sales is energy and no yeah. business is going to survive. It doesn't matter if you sell real estate, if you sell podcast equipment, if you sell microphones, if what, it doesn't matter what you sell. You can sell donuts. You can sell watches. Yeah. If there's no energy in your transaction, if there's no enthusiasm, if you're not excited about what you're doing, the services or the products that you offer, the customer's not going to want to buy from you because yeah. they, they want to buy from winners. They want to buy from champions. They want to buy from people that, boom, are going to make them like, you know, you're making the right decision because you're buying from Ken. You're buying from Daniel Gomez because the biggest mistake we make is we think they're buying the product and the service. And no, they're buying you. They're buying yeah. Ken. They're buying Daniel Gomez. So yeah, they're buying, they're buying the relationship and they're buying the experience, man. You know, like I, like I often say, you know, create an environment where your employees actually want to come to work. Yeah. The worst thing I can imagine for both your employees and your customers, if you know, the employee is sitting there on Sunday night at 10 PM going, you know, I already feel sick to my stomach because I got to go into that damn place in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so to me, culture, culture is very, very important. It's not, if not the not number one in the top three, for sure. Because yeah. if, you, if, you, if you create the right, the right culture, and this is key because culture is what 
definitely, definitely directly feeds into morale. Yeah. And if morale is yeah. down, then productivity is going to be down. Profits are going to be down and you're not going to be getting the bottom line that you deserve. And think about that. If culture is not where it needs to be, if culture is a negative influence or culture is from that point of doing business where it's not feeding that positive lifeline into the morale of your employees, it's going to affect the productivity. It's going to affect the output. And so many times I, what upsets me when I go do a lot of these, uh, a lot of just business coaching and business um, strategizing with different corporations, small businesses, mm. is they always focus on the results. Yes, the results are important. Well, this is always the results are, I, I'm not knocking the results. We need to have the results for the data, for the numbers. But they don't realize they focus so much on the darn results, on the output, that they forget about what the input is. Well, what caused this result? Well, what do you mean? Well, yeah. Well, maybe it's the fact that you don't have a sales process in place. Mm. What's your follow up system? What is that? <laughs> Duh, you got to have processes and procedures. You yeah. got to have those sales processes in place. If you're not following up, the fortune is in the follow-up, Ken. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a follow-up system in place for your business, even what we're doing, right? Whether you're coaching, training, podcast, if you don't follow up with guests, hey, if there's really a guest that you want on your show, if, if you really want them, like myself, I'm super excited to have this uh, a main influencer on my show coming up here in June 18th. But I had to email them a couple of times because everybody wants this person. And if yeah. you don't follow up, they're not going to be on your show. That's yeah. the reality of it. And the same thing is for sales. If you don't follow up, then what kind of culture are you creating? Are you creating a culture that is subpar to the standards that you should be creating? Yeah. 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 You're, you're right on point, my friend. Now a word from our sponsor, Bader Training and Consulting. Do you have a specific brand, culture, or strategy problem in your business? Maybe you know something's wrong, but you don't necessarily know exactly what the problem is. Well, BTC offers periodically 15-minute free strategy sessions. They're completely complimentary. We give you a tip that you can implement in your business that's going to help your brand, culture, or strategy in that 15-minute call. And it's not a 15-minute sales call. It is a deep dive into a specific issue that you may be having at your unique business. To schedule a 15-minute strategy session, go to www.btcinc.net and go to the Contact Us page. Simply put in your information, and in the comments, all you need to do is put strategy session. And we will contact you about scheduling your unique 15-minute strategy session to help your unique business. Yeah, I often say in strategic planning, you know, we, we, especially in the financial world, uh, we want to talk about the numbers. You know, we want to talk about income and growth of assets and product penetration and all that. And that's important. But I always say I want to talk first about what's driving the numbers. Because if we don't like the numbers that, we, that we're getting, we need to understand what's driving them. And if we do understand, if we do like the numbers, 
then we need to keep doing more of what we're doing so that we can continue yeah. on this path. But I want to talk about Daniel Gomez Inspires. You mentioned your podcast. Uh, I'm really, really excited to, to listen to it. I know that it's just started a few months ago. Uh, haven't got to it yet, but I promise you I will uh, because I really believe in your mission and, and what you inspire people to do. Tell us about the show what it's about, you know, and, and also what inspired you to launch that podcast? Well, I think the seed was planted. We were talking about we met in New Media Summit in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I think the seed was planted in 2018. I think I was just kind of like, I, I observe and I see, and at that point, my speaking career was kind of taking off. And I was really focused on, on, on the speaking aspect of it. So podcast was like, Hey, cool. So I was on a couple of podcasts, but I never really saw myself having a show, but I think that seed was planted with inside of me being a guest on a couple. And then people started reaching out to me to be on a podcast and I'd be like, Oh, cool. So last year I was like, well, I, I think I'm going to start a podcast. Actually, Sean said, you need to start a podcast. Cam said, you need to start a podcast. Yeah. So I bought a microphone, the one that I'm using. And then I was like, well, at that point, I started traveling even more, and by the grace of God, my speaking career blew up, and it's like, well, I don't, I don't have time, right? But it's just an excuse. You have the excuse. Yeah. Well, then when all this happened with, uh, with the coronavirus, I was here, and the idea came up again. Hey, you need to start your podcast. I just felt it in my heart. And I had been practicing, because what people don't realize is this, Ken. Everybody, <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean to downplay it, but it's, yeah. it's a lot easier to be a speaker right here in this yeah. little... 18 inch section of your monitor than it is to be a speaker out there on the stage. And I put so much emphasis, so much practice into being that speaker on stage, engaging the audience. And I, I was, I, when I was here, I couldn't stay here. Right. I was, I had, I had to adapt to being in this little 12, 18 inch box yeah. because it's a challenge when you're used to speaking on stages. And I was great at that. I'm great at that, but being here. So I had to practice and really fine tune my message and make sure I'm looking at the camera so it took me about five months of doing lives to say, I think I can kind of pull this off. <laughs> and I was nervous, to be honest with you. And then, of course, you have that mindset. Well, who's going to listen to my show? Ain't nobody going to listen to it. You have those ideas. I'm human. We're all yeah. growing. And what, this, is, this is what people don't realize is every level of success brings a deeper healing to your heart, to your soul. And if you don't deal with that healing you're going to sabotage yourself. Let me say that again. Yeah, please. Every level of success is going to require a deeper healing of your heart and your soul. And the reason people start sabotaging themselves is they can't handle the, the, the success, the limelight to say the wins that they have because it's bigger than what they're used to. So because they're out of their comfort zone, they start to sabotage themselves and I'll tell you that I started feeling that way with the success that I've had with the podcast because I've, I, say this, I say this gracefully, I've done awesome, I've, I've dominated stages, but a podcast is different and it's a whole different realm. So I noticed that, man, I was like just getting a little bit like, you know, just, just unsettled in certain ways. And it came to, my, to the surface that I had, to, I had to start forgiving myself for some things that I had done in the past because it, you go... It, it requires a put it this way it requires a, a stronger character to handle the blessings that you've been given and it goes back to what spider-man said it right peter parker's grandma <laughs> said it the best 
What much power, what much power comes much responsibility. Yeah. What much power comes much responsibility. And I'm in the, I'm in this to win it. I'm in this for the long game, mm-hmm. but you'll see, and you've seen this in the last two years that we've known each other, how many people start a podcast or are speaker or coach or trainer and they're all like, yeah, they, 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 they glitter really well for the first two or three months, six months. And then that time of adversity comes and then they seem to fade away and we never see them again. Yeah. It's because they don't have the character to handle the success that they had. So I say that because when you build up your character to handle that, that's what my show's about. It's about the Daniel Gomez Inspire Show. We're bringing in guests that are going to help you to build your character. It's going to definitely build your confidence to build your life and the business that you want. It's going to help you to build consistency and to really find that conviction of, of what you want to do in life. What are you going to do with those, with those wins after you're, after you're consistent with that? And then most people, this is the biggest mistake that I've, that I've seen is that they don't realize that they're distinctive. Hmm. Everybody puts us in a category of personal growth. Tony Robbins is the first thing you hear and not knocking Tony right. Robbins, but you know, he's good, but sooner or later, it's like his, his, his reign's going to, I mean, you know, somebody else has to take over. Like you have ET that came in now and you got other people that are coming up. But I say that because even though you hear Tony Robbins and ET, I'm not them. I'm Daniel Gomez. There's only one Daniel Gomez. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that you have your own distinctiveness, when you separate yourself from the masses of speakers, podcasters of everybody out there, and you, you speak from your heart and you speak with your own message and you bring the guests in that feel right for your show. I would have never imagined, Ken, that I would have been in the top 250 after just launching my podcast in the, in the United States in my category. I was, I was like, wow. When Sean kind of shared this with me, I was like, dude, this is awesome. I was like, I know. <laughs> like, I was grateful to God. Yeah. And over here, I was worried that nobody was going to tune in. And I, was, I made in the 250, top 250, I was actually 240, 244, 246, mm-hmm. and still kind of moving up the charts. But I'm grateful because that's like huge. And, but I had to deal with, with, since I had that level of success, I knew stuff was going to arise. Okay, what, what, what am I going to, what's going to try to sabotage me? And mm-hmm. sure enough, I'm just being totally honest because I'm, I'm, I'm real. I, yeah, I, I'm not flaky. I hate, I hate people that are flaky. There, I had to ask my son for forgiveness. And not that I've never asked him for forgiveness, but something came up when I was in prayer and I really felt like my heart, right? Right? Because I want, I, I wrote this quote down the other day. I posted it on Facebook. A healed heart enlarges your capacity to receive. Mm-hmm. A healed heart gives you more capacity to receive more money, more finances, more clients, more, more love, more happiness. And I called my son. I said, hey, man, I just want to tell you I apologize. He goes, dad, you already apologized a long time ago. I said, no, it's just, I just started crying. Like the Holy Spirit came upon me. I was just crying and I couldn't, I was like, I was, I wasn't crying. I was um, sobering, right? Like a baby. And, but my son needed to hear that because I, I see things in my son that he's holding himself back because of words that I've told him that I shouldn't have never told him. And just the way I was, even though I was very finance, even though I was very successful in the car business, made up tons of money, I still had that scarcity mindset. And I would tell my kids, well, you don't need to buy that. Well, you don't need that. And we had the money to buy it. So I've noticed that now as they're growing up, becoming adults, because my son's 20 now, he he was kind of reserved. And I said, hey, Jay, I want you to know this. 
no matter what you do, I love you, man. And no matter what you do, I'm proud of you. And he was stressed out last two semesters ago in college because he's going to be a junior already at South at Texas State University. He goes, well, Dad, well, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to let you down. I go, dude, how the hell are you going to let me down? You're doing crap that I didn't even do. <laughs> but when we, when we develop that scarcity mindset in our children, sometimes it's not just in finances. It's in a lot of, it, it, it trickles to other areas of their life and we don't realize yeah. that as parents. Yeah. Yeah. The scarcity mindset is a tough one, man. Um, I'll admit it's tough for me to get over sometimes, you know, and realize the abundance, the abundance that's, that's really out there. Um, you know, so many good things out there, you know, especially yeah, on the podcast, you know, to go to your point on that, um, in writing for podcast magazine, you know, I think that the number is something like, um, only 27% of podcasts get past like the 12th or 15th episode. Uh, that people, you know, started on a whim. <laughs> it's like, hey, I could do this. And they get about 10 episodes in. It's like, oh, you know, only five people listen to my podcast. Uh, it's too much work. I'm going to shut it down. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes you don't, some, you know, you've been fortunate enough, you know, God bless you. You've been fortunate enough to get some traction early on, you know, but sometimes it takes that 50th episode, that 80th episode, you know, before you get that hockey stick of people, oh, you know, hey, you know what? People are finding me and for the right reasons, you know, so you can't just give that up. You've got to have the, the, uh, the, as you said, you can't, you know, be another Tony Robbins. You have to be you. You have to be your brand uh, because you're the only one that could be you. <laughs> Let Tony be Tony. Yeah. You, know, you be you. If you're being you in your podcast and it's contributing to your business in one way, shape or form at the very least uh, inspiring you to do great things, then it's doing something of value, you know, be you and you know, everything else will kind of fall into place. At least that's kind of how I thought, you know, I don't know if you agree with that or if you're seeing that yourself. No, it's funny because I just hired a new coach myself. Um, like I said, I've been very successful in the speaking realm and the coaching and training and it's going great. But even though I've had much success, I've been pushing myself with the podcast to really elevate my brand even further. I got another brand I was gonna, I'm going to announce here in June. Nice. And I said, okay, well, I'm surrounded by multimillionaires now and I need to get me a, mo a millionaire coach because if I want to be that multimillionaire by the end yeah. of the year, which is my goal, I need to think how they think. And I'm so glad I did it because through launching this podcast, he's helped me he's reframed my thinking and it's and i see that just within six weeks into it so i can imagine when we're done with the with the with the 90 day program it, it really helped me to realize like man like i didn't see that because you don't know what you don't know yeah. and when i think i know everything yeah. sometimes right our ego gets in the way and sometimes you got to put your pride aside and but i i say that because because there's another level and something that he said i used to say this a lot in the car business right I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there will be. There's only one Daniel Gomez. Yeah. And I used to say it all the time, but my wife would hate it because I would say it in an arrogant way. So I kind of stopped saying that. <laughs> and something my, coach, something my coach told me was this. He goes, hey, dude, there's only one Daniel Gomez, man. And boom, the light went off. I'm like, yeah. dude, that's it. Like, there's only one Daniel Gomez. They're going to pay me five, ten thousand $10,000 to speak by the end of the year because there's only one of me. And I yeah. need to take advantage of that yeah. uniqueness. So when they listen to our podcast that Daniel Gomez inspires, you're going to realize that 
when you're distinctive, you separate yourself from the masses because everybody here has something to give, Ken. Yeah. And this is what we don't realize. Yeah. This is the, this is the irony of, of 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 this what we're talking about right now is that very thing that your audience is embarrassed about as a human being, that very thing that they're embarrassed about, that's the one gift that they've been given by their creator to take them to their destiny and to be successful and to be unique and to just really be that realtor, that stockbroker, that podcaster, that speaker, whatever it is, that thing that you're embarrassed about is that, is, is that one character trait that's going to take you to your destiny of success to impact hundreds and thousands of people, Ken. Yeah, that's an awesome statement, man. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love what you're saying. Yeah, you gotta you gotta break through those barriers, and you know, I I just I'm inspired here. I don't even have another question. You know, I just I'm just inspired by what you're saying over here, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you know where this podcast goes for you, man. You know, I I've been watching you from afar, and you've been doing some amazing, and I mean amazing stuff out there for people. Um, you know, I love the you know the Christian based message that you have too. Um, yeah, I think in, in these days, you know, where we've got a lot of, yeah, as we're taping this, we've got a lot of strife. We've got, you know, the Minneapolis thing where, you know, you've got people protesting everywhere. You've got people protesting, um, against the, uh, the lockdown and safer at home. And you've got people that are, you know, struggling at home, trying to find a job, trying to figure out, you know, how to get to that next step, you know, and I think, you know, faith and, and what you're doing there is, is so important to keep people going. You know, you're a guy, Daniel, that that's gone through adversity before, you know, I'm not going to go into it completely, but yeah, I know your story and, and you, you, you've had that adversity on there's adversity now, obviously with the world that we live in. Yeah, what's maybe one tip that you can give our audience, you know, how to overcome that adversity, you know, how to not live in fear, but, you know, break through that and see the opportunity in, you know, the, the, the issues that we're living in today. It all starts in your thinking and people don't realize once you raise your level of thinking, your whole life changes. Mm -hmm. Everything you want is in that next level of your thought process, of your mindset, of your thinking. And you and so I hear a lot of people. And I don't. I'm not knocking anybody, but sometimes they 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 speak jaded, right? They just say we got to shift your mind. Well, what the hell does that mean, yeah. right? They don't they don't realize. <laughs> pivot, <that>. reinvent. <laughs> yeah, pivot, and it's like, well, good. I'm gonna pivot, but I'm pivoting to the wrong thing. Duh. Yeah. Like, but but. So we, we say it, right? It's, it's, it's the, wait, I go back to, right? You're not being distinctive. You have to be distinctive. Because yeah. if you pivot to the wrong thing, it doesn't matter. But this is what I would tell your audience right now is you have to raise your level of thinking. You have to raise your level of thinking. And as you raise your level of thinking, you raise your awareness. You raise everything around you. Because when you raise your level of thinking, you raise your income. Mm-hmm. You raise your skill set. You raise your knowledge. And once you raise your level of thinking, that extra income that you've been needed, it's there. Yeah. But most yeah. of us, we shrink back. We feel sorry for ourselves. And I've been there. Believe me. I mean, it's, yeah. I, don't, I'm, I don't have a perfect day every day. But at that moment, how do you raise your level of thinking? There's three ways you raise your level of thinking. And these three things, if you do them every day, I promise you that it's going to change your life. The first thing is input input in, 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 in your life, in how 
what are you listening to? What are you listening to every day? You need to be listening to Ken's, your podcast, right? Listen to, to, to content like this, to your podcast. Mm -hmm. That's going to elevate them and give them ideas because what you listen to, it, it, it registers in your subconscious mind. The second thing is, another input is, what are you watching? What are your eyes seeing every day? Because the dominant pictures you have in your mind, mm -hmm. it's what's going to pull your life forward. Let me say it again. Whatever dominant pictures, whatever dominant images are in your mind, in your brain, that's what's going to draw you forward in life. And if you have the wrong pictures in front of you, if you have pictures of lack, if you have pictures of, of, of I'm not enough, if you have pictures that I'm ugly, that I'm overweight, if you have pictures that I can never be that podcaster, if you have those pictures, well, then that's what your life's going to be drawn to. So really change the pictures of who you want to become in your mind. And not only that, change what you're seeing. If you're seeing... And, and I'm going to say this because I'm just being 100% real. Sure, go for it broke it, my heart because a, a, a friend of mine, you know, the, the, I think that, and I'm going to say the dumbest things that I see a lot of young parents do is this, is that, and it broke my heart because it wasn't the parents. It was my, it was my friend, which was a grandpa. He sends me a video of his grandson dancing in front of the TV. And he's like, oh, I didn't, I kind of just saw it and I kind of turned it off. Well, then the next day. I ended up seeing them in person. He was like, hey, man, did you see the video? I go, yeah. I go, it's, it's junk, dude. Well, what do you mean? He was just dancing. I'm like, dude, you're, 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 you have your two-year-old grandson, which is being programmed by the crap he's listening to about bitches and hoes and, and yeah. booty dancing music. Is that what you want to program your grandson to be? And you know that, but this is just the ignorance, right? They don't understand. Yeah. Well, it's just music. It's not like it's gonna. It's not. It's not like it's gonna shape their life. In reality, it is. Yeah. Right. So yeah. because that's the input. Think about that. That's two major inputs. They're watching this video, and they're seeing these images before them, and then they're listening to the words. So what type of future? And then we wonder why our kids. Once they get past that seven or eight year old stage, why they're rebellious or they don't want to listen because we allow them to listen to, to, it's not even music anymore. It's pretty much just beats and rhythms. And I would say I, I, the last time I listened to an actual radio station, it's probably been, uh, man, that I listened to dance music or hip hop music of recent, it's been well over five years. I, I usually listen to, if I li we listen to music, it's older stuff. We have a yeah. radio station here called Kono, yeah. which plays stuff from the eighties and nineties, which is, I mean, it's, 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 it's not, it's no, there's no perfect music, but you understand yeah. what I'm saying? We don't, we think yeah. because it's cute that our, that our kids are dancing to booty music and singing it. It's like, and then we wonder why they beat up their girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's funny. You say that, you know, it's, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of music. When I do, it's usually background music. It's usually smooth jazz, which is, you know, mostly instrumental. You know, it's just background calming, you know, I'm ready to work or ready to relax and get my mind in the right space. Uh, and I got friends, you know, that tell me, dude, you know, what are you, an old man? You know, put on some classic rock or some ludicrous or something. I'm like, and I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't need, all of that noise man you know i you know even you know i used to be an acdc fan in the day and it's it's decent music i still listen to it sometimes to work out because it revs me up but you know i don't want to listen to that you know every day you know just the boom 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 boom, boom. <laughs> i just i don't need it i don't need that loud bombardment of noises we have enough of that in life <laughs> yeah so and so so think about this so you, you just said something that was key. 
a lot of it is is when you change your when, when you raise your level of thinking i want your audience to write this down when you raise your level of thinking all the dreams and aspirations you want are in that next level of your thought process yeah so on a scale of one to ten if you're living life on a level number four number five right now that new house you want it's on a level six that new career you want, it's on a level seven. That new boyfriend, girlfriend, that new spouse you want, mm -hmm. if you want somebody of character, they're on, a, they're on an upper level. So if you stay stuck on level four or five, you're never, you're never going to receive the blessings that are waiting for you on those levels that are up there in that next level of thought processes because you're so used and comfortable in your own zone that you miss out on that. And, every, it just, and we're talking about radio stations. Just think about this. What's a big radio station where you're at right now? Just give me any anyone. It doesn't have to be anything in particular. Oh, yeah. I don't listen to the radio that often, but uh, I know that there's uh, – I watch KCAL all the time. That's where I watch the news. I'm sure they probably have a radio station too. Okay, well, like here, just to give you an example, because there's, yeah. there, there's a point to this, is that like Kono is 101.1. .1. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens, Ken, if I put it at 101.0? Nothing. You get static. <laughs> what happens if I put it at 101.2? Uh, you probably still get static. <laughs> exactly. So many of your audience are so close to that yeah. goal, yeah. that dream they want. If they just raise their level of thinking, which is the same thing, which is the equivalent to that frequency of that radio, mm -hmm. they would hit it on the mark. Yeah. And we're closer than we realize and the, and the saying that comes to mind right now is we're three feet from gold. And if we just tune that frequency, that radio station in our own thinking, in our brain, because yeah. we just agreed, even though the radio station is 101.1, if we put it on 101.0, we're not going to hear it. If we put it on 101.2, we're not going to hear it. And that's how close many of your audience is right now, because people of value, people that want to add value to themselves are listening to podcasts like yours. Yeah, It's an amazing podcast. So thank you for having it. But I want them to realize to change your life right now, because if you live in that fear, if you live in that, man, if you focus on that, you're always going to focus on that negativity. You're always going to yeah. focus on the fear. And I myself, I invested money to start my podcast during this Corona season. And yeah, it's, it's scary, but the more you take action, the less scary it gets. So I would tell your audience, take notice, A, like we talked about, what are you... What's the input in your eyes? What's the input in your ears? And last, what are the what are the words you're speaking about yourself? Yeah. What are the words you're speaking about who you are? If you keep on saying, oh, I can't do that. I'll never do this. Oh, I'm too old. I'm too young. No, you got to start saying I can. And it's funny, but I use this in my trainings. You got to think back about it all starts with that. Like Thomas the train. What did Thomas say? <laughs> he didn't think he could go, he didn't think he could go up the hill. But it's amazing when I use Thomas to train with grown adults, it's like they, it triggers that memory from childhood. Yeah. yeah, I think I can. I think I can. And you just got to start at the bottom of the hill saying, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And before you know it, you're like, I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great point, man. You know, I, I, I love what you said. Yeah. I, I love the idea of you know, really changing your thinking. Yeah. That that's, that's an awesome analogy on the radio station. I'm going to use that. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give you credit for it. 
I'll give you credit for it when I use it on the podcast or when we go back to, you know, actual live speaking events and places like hotels. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to use that, but I'll give you credit for it. How's that? Hey man, I appreciate it. Brother. <laughs> I'm going to start with, Hey, I learned this from Daniel Gomez. You'll like this. <laughs> Yeah, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, Gomez, that's the uh, you were born to fly guy." <laughs> <laughs> all right, my friend. Your last question that I have for you, because I literally could talk to you all morning, but we both have other stuff to do, and so does our audience. For our audience that really need to tap into your brilliance, either read your book, "You Were Born to Fly," uh, get tapped into your awesome podcast, Daniel Gomez Inspires, um, or get some instruction straight from you. Where can they best find Daniel Gomez? Well, for you, I have, I have, a, I have actually a gift for your audience. If they Perfect. go to Daniel Gomez, if they go to DanielGomezInspires.com, they can actually download a free uh, PDF copy of my book. That's DanielGomezInspires.com, and they can download a free copy of my book. And then also, what I, what I want to do for your audience is um, just find me. Uh, my actual website that I have where you can contact me is DanielGomezSpeaker.com, and you can send me a message through there. And I can be found on social media, on Twitter, on um, Facebook. on you, Actually, my YouTube channel is also Daniel Gomez Inspires, and so is my Instagram feed. So Daniel Gomez Inspires is my brand. And I really would love to connect with your audience if they need anything. And as a matter of fact, I feel like doing this right now. I never really sure. do this, but my, my direct email is daniel at danielgomezspeaker.com. That's daniel at danielgomezspeaker.com. And they can send me an email. And the reason I want to give that email out, because there's a lot of people that are going through stuff, especially mm -hmm. while you're there in California. And if somebody needs a, a prayer or just a 20 minute, just somebody to talk to a coaching session, you know, it's, it's a free gift for me to your audience. And that's aside from my book that I'm going to give them. So I definitely want to do that to add value to them. Yeah, that's very generous to you, my friend. Uh, definitely, if you get a chance to talk to Daniel, uh, do so. Uh, grab a copy of that book. Uh, I'm going to do so myself because Daniel Gomez does inspire. You know, Daniel, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey man, hey Ken, thank you so much, man. It's been a it's been a blast, and <laughs> you rock and roll out there in California, my friend. I can't wait to see you in person. Sounds good, my friend. Me myself, I can't wait to see you again in person. Thanks again for an awesome show, a great conversation. Love you, brother, and thank you to all of you that have listened to this episode of Cool Culture Corner. And here's hoping, as always, that you have a cool culture corner at your unique business. Take care.